Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Oh man, I'm so glad to be with you guys today. And I am sitting here talking to one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Her name is Rachel Carmen, and we have so many new listeners that if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you are very familiar with Rachel because I just keep having her come back because (laughs) I need the encouragement from her and therefore I just pass that on to you guys. But if you're new to the podcast and you are not familiar with Rachel, you are going to be so blessed this week. Um, So thank you for being with us. I want to, before we get started, thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a fantastic math curriculum, try out CTC Math. It's summertime. This is the perfect time to do it. Just check them out that you can try it for free. Um, Try out a few lessons for free. See if it's a good fit for your kids. And if it is, then roll with that this year. They are great. We love them. Um, They've been a huge blessing to our family. So, and CTC Math is the sponsor of our new podcast, which I know many of you are listening to. It's Homeschool Insights. It's practical homeschool advice and encouragement in 10 minutes or less. So it's just little snippets. Um, that you can just listen to. So Homeschool Insights is that podcast and sponsored by CTC Math. So thank you guys for being with us. Rachel Carmen, my sweet, dear friend, thank you so much for coming back with me again this week. I'm so glad to have you. It's Um, always a privilege to be here. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course, of course. So for those who maybe are new to the podcast and they don't know who Rachel is, introduce yourself and your family to us really quickly. Okay. So yeah, I am, I just have retired from home education after 26 years. We just graduated our youngest number seven. Mm. But the most remarkable thing about that is not that the most remarkable thing is that I didn't want to do this. And so if you have any listeners out there that think that that's remarkable, the really remarkable thing is that I fought against doing this and God invited me to be a part of this and I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm very grateful for the journey that he took us on. And so, yeah, that's, I've got a whole new phase of my life to begin very shortly. We'll drop everybody off in August sometime and we'll come home to an empty house. Oh, here. So I know, right? So yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That is a new season. And and if you guys missed that seven kids, Rachel and her husband, Davis have seven children. And so she just finished. You're done with your homeschool journey for your family. For my kids. However, you are such a delight to talk to and such an encouragement to thousands and thousands of moms like myself around the world. And so it's so interesting how the Lord has used you. Someone who said you would not homeschool, who had no desire to homeschool, like myself, who had no desire to homeschool, said I would never homeschool. And he's used you to speak life and truth and encouragement into the hearts of so many people. And I'm so grateful for that. And so this week, we're going to talk about perspective, because at the point where you are right now, Rachel, you have a very different perspective Mm -hmm. than you had 26 years ago when you began your homeschool journey. And, you know, as I was thinking about this topic, and I was thinking about this this morning as we were preparing for this, I was thinking about how, you know, when you're a little kid, like for some reason, the image of being at my grandmother's house came to me. And I remember her house very vividly. I can tell you where every room was. I can tell you pretty much every piece of her house, what her kitchen looked like, what her living room looked like, what the front of the house looked like. I remember my grandfather standing in his front yard, watering his lawn with a hose every single day. And in my little mind, their house was huge. Like it was massive. Mm -hmm. 
And we went back several years ago. I didn't get to go inside because someone else was living there. But we went back several years ago and we drove by the house. And I remember just sitting in the car and I was like, it's so small. Like it's so much smaller than I thought it was as a child. And for some reason that really hit me like, wow, it's, it, it's all about perspective though. Right. When we start something and when we're little, you know how, when you are, uh, for some reason, I used to do this when I was laying in bed, I would lay in my bed and I would measure the door, like (laughs) with my fingers in front of my face. And I was like, Oh, the door's only this big. And it's like a half an inch, you know, (laughs) because from your point of view and your perspective, it's just a little teeny tiny door, but then you go walk through the door and it's a completely different size. Exactly. And so perspective really is everything. And it's not just in the things that we see, but right. it's in the things that we do, like homeschooling. And so I would love for you, Rachel, to just share with us. I, I want you to just kind of start by sharing with us, like what, when you started homeschooling 26 years ago, what was your perspective then? And how has it changed now that you're at the end of that journey and, and we're going to talk about this this week, because I think that we need to have the right perspective, which of course is a biblical re- perspective, right. um, but, but share with us what, how that has changed in your life. Yeah. So when, when the circumstances of life presented homeschooling as really the only option, so I don't, I, I won't retell the story here, but the circumstances were public school was not an option. Private mm-hmm. school was not an option. Homeschooling was, you know, the only thing that looked like we had to do something, right? I mean, he was supposed to be in kindergarten. We couldn't do nothing. right? And so when that happened, it looked impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the number one word. And it looked, I told this story the first time I ever spoke at a homeschool conference. I don't know if I've told you the story before, but the first time I ever spoke at a homeschool conference, I literally nursed one of my children handed her off to my husband and walked down the aisle to a packed room of 500 women. Wow. And I was just sort of like, oh my goodness, what is this about? Yeah. Well, on the back row of that audience, right about the time I walked in, this group of veterans, like women who had been doing home education since creation. Okay. They came in (laughs) with their arms crossed and sat on the back row and just sat down and just sort of looked at me like this. (laughs) I've got all of these moms with their pins poised. Some of them were sitting in the floor on the stage, right? I mean, I've got 500 moms just like, what is she going to say? And then I've got these five women on the back row. And I started out saying how, and I'm just trying to think, I, I had been homeschooling maybe four or five years at that point. So retrospectively, I think, who was I to stand on a stage in front of 500 moms? And yet, I felt like God had been so kind and so gracious and so patient with me just five years in. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to tell people what God had done. I mean, that was, I just couldn't not tell people. But I stood up there and I said, I just have to tell you, when I started this, I felt like someone was slamming a penitentiary door behind me. I Mm. felt like I could hear it echo, like I was captive and I had walked into a prison and it was cold and it was musty and there was no escape. 
And those women on the, on the back row, you know, they talked to me after my presentation (laughs) and that was the number one thing they criticized was you can't say that. (laughs) You can't tell people that. And I said, but we've got to meet them where they are. I mean, that's legitimately how I felt. And, you know, right now in this moment, Mm-hmm. You're talking to me about before we started recording about all these new listeners you have. And, you know, at, at Apologia, we've got all these new parents coming and they don't know. Right. I mean, yeah. they're brand new and they're coming into this and they're feeling that. Right. Yep. I mean, they're like, look, I never wanted to be here. I still don't want to be here. And I think there's something powerful about affirming those feelings. You know, this mm-hmm. is not zippity doodah. This is not I right. saved up everything to be here. This isn't I've dreamed about this day. And there are people that that's true for, and God bless them. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, and especially in this moment, there are a lot of people who are fearing forced to be here. Yep. And so I think it's valid to say, I get that. I get that. And so when we started, my perspective was at the bottom of a pit or mm-hmm. in a prison and somebody else had the keys. You know, it just looked like I can't do this. Oh, wait, I don't want to do this. Right. Um, so I was completely overwhelmed. I felt very lonely. This was 1996. Mm-hmm. So I knew a few people, but it wasn't like I knew lots of people. Right. Uh, it was Not legal. at all like it is today. Oh, no. Oh, no. So my perspective was problems. You know, this is mm-hmm. my that kid. This is the kid that is so hard to parent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, Apple didn't fall far from the tree. He got that from yeah. me, right? So... <laughs> I see problems. I see impossibilities. I feel overwhelmed. I feel empty and alone. And I think of all the things that I lost. So that was my perspective. So I don't see any ray of hope in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Remember the songs that you learned as a little child? They're still deep in your memory and on the tip of your tongue, and they'll last a lifetime. Imagine if those precious songs had taught you God's Word. Using the classical model, BibleQuest provides both a plan and ready-to-use tools like scripture memory songs, games, and activities to make lifelong teaching of the Bible easy and effective. Simply pick a few tools for the week, practice them together, and enjoy how easy and effective teaching God's Word can be. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. That's R-O-C-K-E-D. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. We are back with Rachel. Um, I want to say really quickly, because before the break, I said it's not like it is today, and you were talking about loneliness. And I think sometimes we can think that, well, there's so many options out there today, Mm -hmm. you know, that there's no reason for people to be lonely. I mean, there's, you know, co-ops everywhere. There's sports teams. There's, we have so many options as homeschoolers in many areas of the country, but even still, you can still be very lonely. I have Mm -hmm. had many times through my homeschooling journey 
where I have felt very lonely as a homeschooler and, you know, and for various reasons, whether it's where we're living or because we're traveling or because I simply feel like, and this has been my, my main thing is because I feel like sometimes I don't know what I'm doing and I feel like everyone else around me does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really hard. And it's, it's really funny because you and I, we were just talking about this before we, we jumped on. And I, I've said this before I've shared this, that I have many times where I can answer all the questions about homeschooling because of what we do. We've made a movie, we do a podcast. We, I talk homeschooling all the time and I believe in what we do, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I, I have the answers, but then actually putting those things into practice sometimes is really hard. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes I'm like, am I doing this right? Yeah. And people think I have it all figured out. And I'm like, oh, sister, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm still trying to figure this out too. And we're going into year 12. I mean, it's kind of crazy, yeah. but God. Yeah, and, and, exactly. And that's where it all comes back to is mm -hmm. I'm not doing this on my own. Mm -hmm. I can't do this on my own. I am completely no. and hopelessly lost without the Holy Spirit guiding me and mm -hmm. trusting that the Lord is going to fill in all the gaps and that he is going to, you know, provide for my children, the education, the training, the character, all the things that we're striving for. Mm -hmm. And that all I have to do is say, yes, Lord, use me and help me. Yeah. Right. Which is what you did. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you, they, you slam that, that prison door behind you and you still say yes. Yeah. So take yeah. us then through, that's how you felt in the beginning. Let's, let's kind of walk through your homeschool journey and what the Lord has taught you and how your perspective has changed. Yeah. I want to build on that whole, but God thing, right? So yeah. I, I think it's worth mentioning that my life and my relationship with God, when I started this journey <laughs> was it wasn't intimate. God was a Sunday morning thing. God was something that he was someone that I acknowledged. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I prayed, we prayed at meals, we went to church. Um, but there wasn't, and this is another talk for another day that I'm working to develop, which is kind of terrifying because one of the things I mentioned to you before we came on that people really need to know is you don't get, God does not give you opportunities. I, and at least in my experience, and I don't, you need to tell me about yours, but God does not give me opportunities to present on something that I have just nailed. Like I had just, <laughs> I got this, um, which is kind of curious because I don't, I don't think we get to do that here. Right. I don't think that's the point, but this is something that I'm really wrestling through this whole issue of perspective. So, you know, just so the audience knows, and I'm, I'm not, on top of this, I mean, I still feel like sometimes I'm in a prison of my own des design, right? But God is ever inviting me into this dependency on Him. And so heretofore, before I was home educating, it was sort of like, I got it. I got it. You know, God's like inviting me to go deeper. And I'm like, nah, I got it. And yet when it was homeschooling, I was like, I don't got this. Yeah, I don't, I don't have this. And so that's when the perspective starts to change is when you start to realize that you can't, that you yeah. really don't get it, that you really don't have the answers, that you really don't know what you're doing, which yeah. is a point of terror for moms, for dads. 
And that's kind of why we love the idea of taking the kids somewhere or putting them on a bus, sure. right? Because we don't have to come to terms with the fact that we can't. Right. And, right. and the irony is we're assuming that someone on the other side of that bus ride does know what they're doing, right? right? Um, that they're not overwhelmed and lonely and frustrated, right? Um, but home education is like this invitation to come face to face with your need for God. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, we could tell a thousand different stories from John Bunyan to Paul, just to pick two out of my back pocket of people where it was in prison. Yeah. Where God met them. Yeah. And where they got to know who he was in that dark, damp, isolated, lonely, no way of escape, completely out of control place where you're just like, okay, God, you know, and it's, it's that, but God thing. So I, you know, I said a minute ago, I went through a list because I'm cheating. I've got notes here. You know, I see in this moment, my initial thing is I just see all of these problems, but God sees all these opportunities. Yeah. He sees all of the problems that I see. He sees as opportunities for my growth, my growth in my character, but also in my growth in my relationship with him. Right. I see impossibilities. He just sees possibilities. Yeah. Because his perspective is just like, oh, you you look at that and you think it's impossible. I look at that and go, oh my goodness. Yeah. Because he he's God, right? I mean, there's no such thing as an impossibility for him. Right. You know, and there's again, there's thousands of examples in scripture. One of my favorite is the Red Sea. You've got Pharaoh at your back, you've got the Red Sea in front of you. They were led there. They didn't wonder there. They were led there by God. Right. And many people have been led to this place of home education through circumstances. And I get you might not want, you just might think, yeah, I don't want to be here. I get it. But, you know, through circumstances, this is where God has led you. And the choice is trust and obey panic. And so the people could only see the problem. They could only see the impossibilities. And God's just like you know, up there rubbing his hand and going, you got, you got to do this, this. Yeah. you know? I mean, so if, if, and that's the exchange that he's offering us is, yeah. is to, is to acknowledge the impossibility, but to anticipate the possibilities because yeah. he's God. I see overwhelm, right? And he sees overcome. Yeah. He sees, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm, I'm the redeemer. I'm the healer. I'm the overcomer. You know, I mean, again, I, I say this a lot and I think it's one of those things that's worth repeating a thousand times. I know it's something that I need to hear a thousand times. God is in the business of showing off to us. Yeah. You know, from the, the things that we tend to take for granted, the sunrise, the bird song, you know, just nature creation. And Mm -hmm. in Romans one, it says, you know, all creation is evidence of God. I think that's why when we're feeling overwhelmed and when we're feeling all of those negative things coming in, there's nothing like a walk outside in creation. Yeah. Just to be reminded that that God who's got all of this ordered and all of this in his hand, who created it all, he's, he's got it. Yeah. I see emptiness. I see, you know, all of that. And he sees his promises. Yeah. 
because he can't not fulfill his promises. I mean, he's a promise-keeping God. So that's what he sees. I see loss, he sees victory. So, I mean, you can see in those two lists that what ultimately he wants to do, he sees all those things. And what ultimately he wants me to do is he wants me to get his perspective. Right. He wants to pull me up. I mean, it's, again, I think there's so much value in us acknowledging. I have journal after journal after journal after journal where I have just poured it out before God going, yeah, I don't see a way out of this. I don't like this. I wouldn't choose this. I would change this. You say you're my father. I mean, raw journal entries. And I can just sense God up there just going, honey, honey, honey. I got this. Right. Yeah. And, you know, even you and I were sharing before, even in this moment in my life, the fact that this is the first year I've even had this perspective, like presentation that you chose off of a list of 60. Thank you very much. (laughs) And I chose it actually. (laughs) Right. The Holy Spirit did that. I'm in this place in my life where I need this. You know, I I don't think I, I like to look at, um, story arcs of characters in the Bible, because, you know, a lot of times we want to get to this point in someone's story and go, they were amazing, right? Yeah. Okay, but let's back up the bus because they didn't start there, right? Right. Noah didn't start at building the ark. Now, we don't have his ark, his story arc. We don't get the beginning. We're just told that he was righteous in God's sight and God came to him and that he obeyed and he built the ark. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Abraham's story is a little bit more revealing, Right. Right. So for all you people who think, oh, I wish I was in the biblical narrative, go back and read Abraham's story, because there's a couple of really embarrassing moments there. He lied twice. Yeah. Twice about the same same thing. thing. (laughs) The same thing. And so, you know, the the biblical narrative has these raw characters. And yet the glory of it is the faithfulness of God. And the grace and the mercy of God, because he's growing these people. And you especially see it with Abraham, that God is growing just little steps, right? Go to a land that I will show you and then enter into covenant. And then, you know, you've got all this and then you've got, you know, I'm going to give you a son and then you've got the circumventing of God's will. Right. And so we do that. We criticize Sarah, we criticize Abraham and we do that. We do that. And then you have the blessing of Isaac, and then you have the sacrifice of Isaac. But we don't start there, right? But you see this pull, this sovereign pull of God inviting Abraham. I want you to see the way I see it. Yeah. I want your perspective to be my perspective. But it's little baby steps. Yeah. But that's the goal. It's that the psalmist write, you know, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That's the psalmist saying, give me your perspective. Let me see what only you can see. Right. And that's that's exciting to think that God wants to give me that. Right. He doesn't want me to be stuck in this swirly, chaotic, confusing place. Right. He wants me to have his perspective. So he's not holding out him. on me. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants us to trust him. And it's hard to do that when we can't see, like he can, what's to come. You know, yes. we we have absolutely no idea what this is going to look like. And right. so we're, we're out of time for this episode, but I want to come back on Wednesday and I want to talk about, you know, like 
what is the finish line? Because that's really what it comes down to is figuring out, you know, our perspective is going to affect where our finish line is and how we're going to get there. Um, So we're going to come back and talk about that, Um, but we're out of time. And this time goes so quickly every time. Um, So thank you, Rachel, for being with us. Where can people find out more about you? rachelcarmen.com. All right. And you've got lots of great resources on your website. We will put a link to that in the show notes. You guys, if this podcast is a blessing to you, would you consider donating to the Schoolhouse Rocked Ministry? Um, We love doing what we do. We love being able to provide this podcast and all the things that we do to support you and encourage you and equip you with everything that you need to do um, to homeschool your kids and to disciple them. And it's not even about the homeschooling and, and the, the academics. It's about discipling the hearts of your kids and leading them towards Jesus. And so if this ministry is a blessing to you, go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com and consider a donation. Um, you can do a one-time donation. You can do a monthly donation. Um, it's all on there. So thank you so much for listening. We will be back with you on Wednesday. Have a great afternoon and we'll see you back here then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.